Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. A Thursday edition of the program is live and underway. The Thornton's text line is open today. The number, as always, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Right now at Thornton's, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda, when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app and register today for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Glad to have you with us. Big Ten Tournament underway. A couple good games for teams that aren't supposed to be very good, but Ohio State played good last night. I thought Nebraska would win. Minnesota knocked them off, so not exactly what I expected in both of those games, but a good competitive start to the Big Ten Tournament. Now the games really, I think, level up today. Should be four great games beginning at noon. Uh, Very interesting to see how things play out today. And, of course, later tonight in the nightcap of the Big Ten tournament, we will know the uh, pairing for Indiana. We'll know who the Hoosiers will play uh, on Friday as IU gets to sit out the first few days of the tournament. And I tell you, I know that Indiana's not used to that kind of stuff. They're not used to a double buy. I don't think they've ever had a double buy before. Maybe I'm incorrect on that, but I don't believe so. Um, I tell you what, this team needs that rest. This is a good year uh, for that to happen because there's just some tiredness with this team. And Trace Jackson Davis has carried such a load each and every game. And a couple-day break with some light shoot-arounds and preparation for probably Maryland. Uh, going on in Chicago. I saw the team obviously going to continue to work out, practice some there uh, at the Big Ten Tournament. But uh, fun times. March is here. Tickets in some of the smaller conferences are being punched to the NCAA Tournament. Those games are always fun as well. And, of course, yesterday marked the full start of all the high major conference tournaments around the country. So just a great time for basketball, the Big Ten Tournament, even if Indiana's not having the kind of season that they've had this year is always a fun week uh, in Indianapolis, especially. Boy, I've been to it before. It is just a lot of fun and a week full of basketball, but uh, good stuff. And again, today, Rutgers and Michigan right out of the gate at noon Eastern time, I think is a great game. And it's a matchup of teams, much like Indiana has been in in recent years, not this year, but it's a matchup of teams that are on the bubble and Michigan needs a victory to get maybe off of the bubble, and Rutgers is right there as well. A big win today helps their tournament chances. So 
that's a huge game for not just Big Ten per- tournament purposes, but for NCAA uh, tournament purposes as well coming up to start the day. And then Ohio State and Iowa. I know Ohio State, amazingly, the 13 seed in the Big Ten Conference this year. Uh, but I don't believe at all that they're the 13th seed. I think they've got a great coach. I think they've got a solid team. They've got some really good young players like Sensible. They've had some injuries and other things happen. But I think Iowa and uh, Ohio State in game number two this afternoon could be a really good game. Penn State and Illinois, I would go with Illinois big today. But Penn State, uh, Jalen Pickett, they can shoot it. Um, Remember how they shot against Indiana. Uh, So who knows? Maybe they have a chance to make some noise today. But Illinois a favorite there. And then Maryland and Minnesota. I just don't see Minnesota getting another win. I think they were very, very fortunate to get the win last night uh, over Nebraska with Battle, their best player out with nine minutes and something left. He fouled out of the game, and I thought that Minnesota's coach, Ben Johnson, was also going to get thrown out of the game because he got one technical, could have probably got two, but boy, he was aggressive, and you could read his lips very clearly on television last night of what he had to say to the officiating crew in that contest. But I think it's a great day of basketball. Rutgers, Michigan, and Ohio State, Iowa, uh, those I think will be great afternoon basketball. So I can't watch them. You probably can enjoy uh, the games. The Big Ten tournament this afternoon from Chicago should be a lot of fun. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got a couple other headlines we'll cover here in just a moment. Then Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is going to join us. We'll talk IU basketball. We'll talk the Big Ten tournament. We'll talk Indiana's potential matchup with Maryland or Minnesota uh, when Alex is with us. And uh, Alex also, uh, like me, grew up in New Albany, played uh, some basketball at New Albany High School, played for Jim Shannon. We're going to talk about Jim Shannon as well a little bit today, the 25-year veteran New Albany coach that announced before the season his retirement from the Bulldogs program. And uh, Alex will join me to kind of tribute him here a little bit later in the show today. And then I think we've got Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com. He's going to check in from the Big Ten Tournament, and uh, we'll kind of look at some of the games today and get Jeff's thoughts on uh, the path maybe to a championship for Indiana or for the top half of the bracket and just check in with Rabby. We have not done that for a while. Rabby is the publisher of the Peaks.com website. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Big Ten tournament last night. Ohio State beat Wisconsin. Good game, and then Minnesota, I thought, a pretty big upset over Nebraska because Nebraska had been playing really good basketball. But Ohio State, again, the number 13 seed in a 14-team Big Ten tournament, got out to a 27-point lead over 12th-seeded Wisconsin. When's the last time, or when would you have ever thought that Ohio State and Wisconsin would play in the very opening day of the Big Ten tournament as the 12 and 13 seeds in the conference. But despite Ohio State's big lead that they jumped out to, they had to really hang on down the stretch to win 65-57 in the opening round at the United Center. Ohio State, this is just amazing to me. 
They lost 14 of 15 games in a stretch earlier this year. Now they have won three of their last four games, which is why I think their game today against number five seed Iowa in the second round will be a great matchup. Sean McNeil, uh, transfer into Ohio State. Remember, uh, Indiana was uh, on him when he left West Virginia. He had 17 points coming off the bench to lead uh, the Ohio State team yesterday. Uh, so I think today that the Ohio State-Iowa game will be really good. Also, Minnesota, Nebraska last night. I mentioned that I really thought Nebraska would win. I don't think I thought Nebraska could beat Maryland and have to rematch with Indiana. Uh, but Nebraska has been playing good basketball, and they got clipped uh, despite Jamison Battle being out with nine and a half minutes left in the game. He picked up his fifth foul on a very questionable charge or block foul. Could have went either way, and uh, thought that might be the slow downfall of Minnesota, who had maybe a three- or four-point lead at that juncture in the ballgame, but Minnesota was able to hang on and uh, win. Dawson Garcia, that's another name. Indiana was involved recruiting him back in the Archie Miller days with the contact on Archie's staff that was from Minnesota. He had 18 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, and Talon Cooper had 16 points and 12 assists, which was a school record for Minnesota. Uh, brought, broke a tournament record as well, uh, 12 assists in one ball game, which oddly enough was held by Ben Johnson, the Minnesota head coach, who was a great player at Minnesota some years ago. So Minnesota 9-21 and on the season, headed to the second day of Big Ten Conference tournament play later this evening, or later this, yeah, yeah, later this evening for Minnesota. So quick turnaround for them. And as I was watching Nebraska play in that opening round game and ultimately get beat last night, remember when Indiana and Nebraska played? I think it was the first day of the Big Ten tournament in March 2020, and uh, Coach was sick and left the game, and there was all these rumors about COVID, and it was during that Indiana-Nebraska game that the NBA came to a pause, if you remember, and other announcements were being made. There were lots of rumors and reports out there that you know Big Ten Conference Tournament would not continue the next day, possibly. I think maybe some of the conferences made a decision that night to not continue but I'll never forget that moment. I can remember where I was. I can remember who was I was watching. Uh, and that was the start of madness when it came not just to the sports world, but to the whole world and this pandemic, I guess, that we are still in. Uh, but wow, what a whole bunch of stuff. What changed so very quickly uh, in, our, in just sports alone, let, al- let alone everything else. But uh, I'll, I'll never forget that IU-Nebraska early game in the Big Ten Tournament. Speaking of the NCAA Tournament coming up, uh, Chris Reynolds, a former point guard, uh, six-foot-one point guard, was a part-time starter for Bob Knight's team from 1990 through the 93 seasons. He averaged 3.7 points, 2.8 rebounds, and 129 career games. Uh, during his time, IU won Big Ten championships, regular season championships, that is in 91 and 93, and they made the Final Four in 92 as well. But Reynolds has a law degree. He uh, obviously was an IU graduate, and he is the uh, NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament Chairman this season, which means after the 68-team field comes out on Sunday, he has to be the face of the tournament 
and explain to different fan bases and media interviews and television interviews uh, why they didn't make it into the field. And uh, he has been a athletic director at Bradley. His name came up a little bit uh, when he when the IUF athletic director position came open just as a possible candidate. He worked for IU Athletics for nine years, but uh, has been at Bradley now for a number of seasons. I think he also uh, worked at the, or no, excuse me, he's at Northwestern now. He was at Bradley, uh, but I believe he's at Northwestern's athletic department now. But nonetheless, uh, he's had a long career in athletics and as an AD and as an athletics administrator at the college level. So pretty cool to see a person that was an IU connection, a former player, head up the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee this year. So you'll see his face, and if it looks familiar, because he played for Bob Knight and as a former Indiana Hoosier. Also, uh, I know that we are all focused on March and the Big Ten Tournament, as we should be. We need to enjoy this. It's a great time of year. If you're a basketball nut, there's wall-to-wall basketball basically every day this month, and we've got a lot of fun times ahead. But it's never too early to be saying and thinking about the word transfer portal because uh, there have already been some key players, specifically from mid-major schools that have already seen their teams maybe not get bids to the NCAA tournament that have announced they are entering the portal. One of those names is Chris Ledlam. He's of Harvard, and he's got a whole slew of schools that have immediately made contact with him and are very interested in him. Indiana, one of those schools that contacted him yesterday according to multiple reports that are out there but again just a reminder it's early March mid-March we've got plenty of hoops to talk about live right now so we're not going to pay too much attention to it but the transfer portal for Indiana with Trace gone Jalen Hood and Race gone Jalen Hood Shafino expected to leave we don't know what the deal will be ultimately with Xavier Johnson it is a for sure thing that Indiana, like so many other college basketball programs, is going to be very, very active in the transfer portal this offseason. So Chris Ledlam, the first name that Indiana's been connected to already, and you can bet there's going to be a whole slew of names that we talk about and use to pass time in the offseason when we're not in the middle of a great basketball time. But don't forget, transfer portal, it's already churning behind the scenes. I don't know what the numbers are yet. I don't even know how to look up the numbers to see uh, how many are currently in there, but you just get the feeling every year that the previous year's record uh, as far as the number of total basketball players, men's basketball players that enter the portal, just the way things are going in college hoops these days, really in society these days, is going to set a new record this offseason. I would bet a whole slew of money on that. But Chris Ledlam of Harvard, an interesting prospect already in the, por- in the portal, and uh, Indiana has made contact with him. A reminder that on Saturday, we'll be down at Lagodi for a 1A, one-game regional championship, Rock Creek and New Washington. And I've uh, spoke with the, both schools and, and looking over stats and reading up on both teams. I've seen Rock Creek a little bit, haven't seen much of New Washington, although I know a lot of their personnel. The more I see, the more I read, I think the Clark County battle down at Lagodi, the winner goes on to a two-game semi-state could be a fantastic ball game on Saturday night. So if your team is out, maybe Providence, maybe New Albany, Jeff, whoever, 
that typically you're used to being a fan of that school and having an opportunity to follow your favorite team for two or three weeks into the postseason, if you're looking for a different environment and a neat environment, head down to Lagodi in southwestern Indiana. It will be packed. It will be good. And I think Rock Creek and New Washington will be a lot of fun. If you can't make it, we'll have the broadcast live. The tip-off is slated. It's a second game, although the games are not connected as far as the winners play for a regional championship, at least not on Saturday. But if you can't make it, we'll be on the air. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. And depending on IU and the Big Ten tournament, we plan to come on the air around 6.40 on Saturday with play-by-play from Lagodi. It's going to be different. Uh, schools that we typically don't always follow or see a lot of during the regular season or even the postseason, but uh, we're glad to be there. Glad the basketball season for us as far as play-by-play coverage extends for another week, and uh, we'll be down at Lagodi. It's always a good place to be in the postseason. Uh, just a, a great history there in that uh, school, that area of small school basketball, and so I think it'll be a real treat for both New Washington and Rock Creek to have an opportunity to play down there. Somebody said, you know, they're like, what, 12, 15 minutes maximum, uh, the driving distance between each other from Sellersburg, where Rock Creek is located, uh, just up the road to almost out of Clark County at New Washington. But they're going to go, what, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes to Lagodi to play. Just how things work out. And it'll be a neat and special environment for those teams and for those fans as well to get to experience something different. And uh, I know Rock Creek has played for sure at Lagodi before, uh, but it'll be neat for all of them to get a chance to, uh, to be down there. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. We will come back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. We'll talk IU, the Big Ten Tournament, and New Albany coach Jim Shannon. Coming up after this, you're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday program. We'll talk with Alex Bozich here in just a moment. Did have a text on the text line about Nebraska last night. Texters on the Thornton's text line says, is Hoiberg going to be fired? You know what? I think he was on the hot seat a year ago. And when I was watching Big Ten Network in his press conference last night, I wondered the same thing. I'll see if I can find anything out, but I don't know. I haven't, can't say that I've paid a whole bunch of attention to Nebraska basketball this season, to be quite honest, but that is interesting. I was wondering last night, will this be a big uh, offseason for Big Ten coaching changes or openings? I don't think so at first glance, but Hoiberg could be one, potentially. Uh, Alex Bozich with us on Thursdays. This segment is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations, two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Alex, wall-to-wall Big Ten basketball 
really getting underway here in just a bit. This is a fun, fun week. Yeah, Matt, um, just to give you a heads up on the Fred Hoiberg thing, um, prior to this season, last last spring, he agreed to a re- restructured contract where I think he forfeited a little bit of the money that he was uh, given, but he's uh, he's locked in, or his contract runs through uh, March of 2026, so I wouldn't expect them to, to make any move uh, there, uh, certainly based on just kind of the improvement that they showed this year. I know it was his fourth season, uh, and, you know, they were close to almost a 500 team uh, in the Big Ten, uh, obviously not going to make any postseason, but I would expect that he'll get another, uh, another year at least uh, there in Lincoln. Uh, as far as the Big Ten tournament goes, yeah, it really gets in full swing here today. Uh, a couple of games that are really, um, I think, uh, from a bubble perspective, much-watched TV starting here in about 30 minutes. You've got uh, Michigan uh, and Rutgers tipping off from the United Center, which I think is going to be um, kind of an, a de facto elimination game for the team that, that, that loses. They're probably out. Uh, the team that wins, it doesn't necessarily uh, put them in the field, but it gives them a chance. Uh, at, a, at a really big opportunity uh, tomorrow against uh, Purdue, who's the top seed. And then tonight, uh, you've obviously got uh, a game that's, that's also, uh, you know, Illinois is going to be in the field, but uh, to see them play uh, Penn State, Penn State's a team that a lot of people have in the bracket right now, but I think Penn State can feel a lot better about their chances uh, if they're able to beat the Illini tonight uh, for a third time. Uh, this season, they, they swept the regular season, which is a big reason that they're even in the in the field right now in some of those projections. So getting a third win over Illinois uh, would, would obviously be helpful for them. But uh, it, it's going to be, I think, an exciting Big Ten tournament. Uh, I think we say this every year, it feels wide open, but maybe this year more uh, than ever, uh, it feels uh, open in terms of who might win it. Uh, you look at some of the, the odds, you know, they're, they're all pretty close, uh, and, and so I don't think there's a, a clear-cut favorite. Uh, and it should be an exciting couple of days of basketball to watch for sure. Yeah, can't wait for that Rutgers and Michigan game coming up here in just a bit. I think it will be really good. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest. This segment presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Let's talk about things from an IU perspective. Uh, as Indiana gears up for practice, or I should say for a big game on Friday, I know they are in Chicago and practicing and so forth, but not exactly sure who the opponent will be. We'll find that out later tonight. So let's think about that. Maryland or Minnesota? I've got to go with Maryland in that game tonight. Minnesota, I think, got very lucky even to win that game yesterday with their best player on the bench for nine-plus minutes of the second half. Yeah, I mean, that that was uh, just a, a weird game. I mean, both those games last night, were, I watched them both. They were both uh, just had some some weird things, but also I guess it kind of speaks to why those four teams are playing on Wednesday night. There's a lot of inconsistencies and just a lot of question marks about all those teams, but yeah, I would think tonight that, that Maryland takes care of business and Minnesota playing uh, for a second straight day. Uh, they, they just don't have much depth. Their talent is not, I would say from a talent perspective, uh, they're the worst team in the Big Ten, and it kind of uh, bared itself out in the, in the final standing, so I would expect Maryland's pressure uh, and their guards to really uh, pose some problems uh, for Minnesota tonight. And I would expect uh, that the Terps uh, advance uh, pretty uh, comfortably. But you never know in this in this kind of scenario, Matt. That's that's what makes this tournament, you know, winner go home 
uh, type of scenario. So intriguing to watch. And um, Maryland has not been great away from College Park. I know this isn't a road game uh, per se, but it's not a home game. And they've not really accomplished much outside of uh, the friendly confines of the Xfinity Center. So there's still some questions about what Maryland's going to be able to do uh, in postseason play. I think there's some, uh, uh, you know, they're going to make the tournament, but I think they still have something to prove. So tonight's their first opportunity uh, to do so. I would expect them uh, to advance, but it could be a more competitive game maybe than than some people think going in. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest, talking IU in Chicago for the Big Ten tournament. Um, is this the year, Alex, but you followed this program for a long time now. Is this the year with Trace and Race and Jalen hood Um, is this the year Indiana could get to the championship game? Is this the year Indiana could win the thing? I, Matt, I could see them losing to Maryland uh, tomorrow, and I could also see them going all the way to Sunday and winning it. That's really how, uh, <clears throat> you know, h- how wide open uh, this thing feels just from um, a bracket perspective and just from Indiana. I mean, we've seen such wild swings in their play this season. They've had some, some really great moments, you know, the wins that they had uh, on the road. Uh, they, they beat some really good teams at home. They're, they're talented enough to play with anybody and not just the Big Ten, but in the country. But, you know, you, you look at some of the losses that they had. Uh, you know, Maryland's already beaten them once uh, by double figures. I know it was a road game, but they also had several road games where they lost by double figures and uh, weren't necessarily in some of those games. So, um, you know, I think the bracket actually sets up pretty nicely for them. Um, if they can get, um, you know, some scoring from uh, players not named – uh, Jalen Hitchfino and, and Trace Jackson Davis, and maybe get a little bench production. Uh, the fact that they've only got to win two games to get to Sunday, uh, they were good in this event. Obviously, last year, uh, you know, the Maryland matchup I think is actually a pretty good one for them if they can handle the pressure uh, and not uh, turn the ball over. But um, you know, the, the other the teams that they would play on the second day if they were to get past uh, Friday night, uh, obviously they beat Illinois. Uh, Northwestern and Penn State, though, gave them problems. So, you know, if I was uh, to make a prediction, I think, uh, you know, there's a there's probably about a 40 to 50% chance uh, that Indiana gets to to the championship game on Sunday. And then at that point, you know, you're going to be playing another really good team. It's, it's tough to win three games uh, in three days against all probably NCAA tournament teams. I mean, it's it's definitely a challenge, but Indiana's obviously got the talent to do it. It's just a matter of how they come out and play, and um, I think they'll be motivated to win. I mean, this is really Trace Jackson Davis, one of his last chances to, to hang up a banner in Assembly Hall. I mean, he never won a Big Ten regular season championship. Uh, this would be a unique accomplishment if he could lead them to a Big Ten tournament title because Indiana's been to the finals of the Big Ten tournament a uh, total of one time and lost, and they have uh, – relatively uh, little success in the event. I think they're 15 and 24 all time. And it's always kind of been a running joke among IU fans, just how bad they've been uh, in the big 10 tournament. Maybe they kind of reversed a little bit of that last season by winning a couple games and getting uh, to that game against Iowa where they lost on that, on that really tough shot from Jordan Bohannon. But 
you know, I'd say it's a 50-50 chance at this point at best that Indiana gets to Sunday. All right, Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by the good people at Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, one more uh, IU-related question before we get to Jim Shannon in New Albany. Uh, this mm-hmm. Indiana team, you know, I mentioned double by, good rest opportunity for Trace. Uh, how, how is the health of this team? And maybe even further than that, how is the freshness, freshness of this team, in your opinion, as they enter postseason basketball on Friday? Well, I mean, this is really as long as a break is that you're going to get uh, in the course of the season. I mean, there's some instances where you get, you know, three, four days off, and this is going to be, what, four full, four almost five full days off because they're not playing until Friday night. You know, they played Sunday, off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then most of the day Friday before playing late. So this is a pretty good rest. So they, they should be fully uh, rested going into the game. Uh, from a health perspective, uh, you know, as long as the starters and a couple of the key guys on the bench are, are able to go, I mean, I think that's all you're worried about at this point. Uh, guys like Jordan Geronimo have just been in and out of uniform now for so long. I, I don't know that there's going to be anything available for him other than spot minutes the rest of the way. He's kind of seemed to fade out of the rotation by this point, which is really disappointing kind of based on where he was earlier in the season, you know, when Race Thompson went out, I think Race Thompson himself is getting more healthy as this goes along. I thought against Michigan, that was one of his better performances of the entire season. He looks uh, kind of ready for, for one final push. Uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis continues to play a ton of minutes, but he, he looks to me like uh, from his back and, and all that, the problems that he dealt with early in the season, things seem to be uh, going well there. And obviously we know Xavier Johnson is not coming back, so Indiana's going to ride the you know the seven eight guys that they have right now as many minutes as possible and see how far it takes them. A lot of teams are kind of in the same boat, but uh, from an injury perspective, I think Indiana's in pretty good shape uh, heading into the postseason play. All right, Alex, uh, you uh, are from New Albany, and we both have mm-hmm. known Jim Shannon really since his first days taking over the New Albany job, and uh, you know from time yep. to time, love to. Uh, tribute those that are exiting and have been a big part of the local sports scene. And Coach Shannon, 451 wins at New Albany, 616 wins overall as a coach, 25 years at New Albany, 39 years as a head coach in our state. Uh, Maybe a Jim Shannon memory or something you recall from, I think, your JV playing days for the Bulldogs? (laughs) I always joke with him. Uh, I played JV my sophomore year, which was Unruh's last year as head coach, and he came and I didn't play anymore. So I always oh, that's with right. him that, that, that he, uh, him taking over was the reason I quit. And he, <laughs> he used to get on me and told me, told me he's like, you would have, you would have made varsity that next year. You should have come out. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a something I always uh, remembered. You know, being at New Albany for his early days of his tenure. One thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, you know. You look at the Romeo years, there was a lot of other good teams at Albany, but it didn't start out necessarily smooth sailing when he got there. There was a lot of work to do. Those first couple years uh, weren't great teams. But, you know, more than anything else, I I just think uh, when I think of him, just a a great person to be around and talk basketball with. You know, I, I was away from obviously living in Louisville now and, I uh, didn't get a chance to really go to a ton of New Albany games, but then when the Romeo recruitment started and 
I was over there a lot and just talking to him about basketball and talking to him about Romeo. And uh, I, I think the appreciation uh, that he had to for the the school was just as, uh, you know, it was a basketball school, obviously, before uh, he got there. I mean, growing up, Matt, you and I kind of had the same memories of going to the doghouse and watching a lot of great players growing up, like Noy Castillo and, and others. And, and I think that he – one of the main reasons he came to New Albany was because he wanted to be a part of a program and a community that really cared about basketball. And I think he's just reinforced that. And uh, I don't, the other thing is he's never made it about him. You know, anytime you listen to him talk about the team or the program, it's never about what Jim Shannon did or what, how many games Jim Shannon won. I mean, I even listened the other night uh, after the Jennings County game, people were asking him and he was just making it about the kids and about the players. And I think that's, really what a great high school basketball coach should be about. Uh, I know he's uh, just put a lot of a lot of work into the program. Uh, people don't realize as a high school basketball coach, I mean, you're obviously paid to do it, but you're not in it for the money. You're in it for the fact that you love the game of basketball and the love that you have for the kids. And I know he's, you know, people think about Romeo, but he's had a lot of other great players uh, that can't come through there. I mean, Braden Hobbs is still playing professionally overseas and, uh, that team had a deep tournament run. And, you know, the other thing I've really appreciated is just the style of play uh, that they play, and they play the game the right way. Uh, he doesn't tolerate any uh, guys taking play, plays off. You know, he really demands that his guys play hard. That was I was really impressed with, you know, Romeo was a superstar, but how hard he coached him uh, on both ends of the court was always something that stood out to me. So, you know, he's – to me, he's an institution at this point uh, at New Albany in terms of what he's done for that program, won a state championship. Um, I'm glad that you know, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media and different articles celebrating uh, his career. He deserves it, and I hope whatever he does next, uh, he enjoys because he's put in the work. And, and he's I've always had a, also a, a little bit of a soft spot for him because you know he, he grew up in Anderson, and that's where my mom's from, so they've kind of known each other for, for a really long time. Uh, you know, he knew one of my uncles growing up. So I, I just applaud him for a great career and, and wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward uh, to whatever he's going to do next. Absolutely. Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, enjoy a great day of Big Ten Conference tournament play, and we'll talk with you next week uh, in advance of the NCAA tournament. Absolutely, Matt. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, should be should be a fun week in the hoops. Thank you. Yeah, no question. We'll head to a commercial break, come back with one final segment today, more about the Big Ten Tournament. We'll go through today's matchups from top to bottom with Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday program. The great Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com taking some time with us before Big Ten tournament action. A full day 
a Big Ten tournament action gets underway here in just a bit. And Jeff, I was going to ask you today to kind of go through the uh, your thoughts on all four games today, and then uh, we'll talk some IU toward the end of the segment. But uh, great to have you with us, man. March Madness, Big Ten tournament, high school basketball rolling along. It's a great time, Jeff. Best month of the year. Best month no, of the year. No question. <laughs> if you like no basketball, question. best month of the year. Yeah, as, as far as the four games today, I think the one that actually – Outside of, you know, obviously Minnesota-Maryland has the most impact for Indiana because that determines who IU plays next. Um, but with Maryland's talent in the backcourt, their size up front, um, you know, guys like Dante Scott um, and the way Jameer Young can, can really get going, I just think, I just think Maryland wins that game. Um, obviously, we've seen upsets. There could be an upset. But I just, think, I just think Maryland wins that game. Minnesota did a great job last night fighting off Nebraska. Um, you know, uh, half-court shot that, that, that rims out. But uh, to me, the, the game that interests me the most right now is, is Penn State and Illinois. Uh, because Penn State, with, with the way it shot the ball, and obviously IU fans remember the 18 made threes against the Hoosiers in, in, in an 18-point IU loss earlier this year. Um, but Penn State versus Illinois, I, I find very intriguing. Um, that, to me, is the game that, that I think is, is most interesting of the four games today. Um, because I think, you know, if Penn State can get by Illinois, I think it would be incredibly entertaining to watch Jalen Pickett and Micah Shrewsbury's offense that, that hunts threes, first, second, and third, uh, almost every possession, go up against a Northwestern team that has really played above its talent level and gotten tremendous seasons from Boo Booey and Chase Audige. So, first today, I think the Penn State-Illinois game intrigues me the most. Yeah, and then, of course, to start the day, I'm curious your thoughts on Rutgers-Michigan. Michigan, the eight seed, Rutgers, the nine. It's kind of got some bracket implications. It's a game that each team needs to win, really, to help their chances to get off the bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Those are two teams that I think um, are right there on the bubble. Some have them slightly in, some have them slightly out. But I think that's, that's probably the game that is going to either – kind of make a team really sweat or make a team feel like, okay, we should be in. I think for Rutgers, uh, you really got to get Mulcahy going. You know, he's only averaged five points a game over his last several games. Um, Rutgers, obviously, has really struggled to score. They've had too many games uh, in the 50s and the low 60s. And I don't know that you can defend Michigan into submission. I think with uh, Bufkin, with Jed Howard, with Hunter Dickinson, that there's just too much firepower there to just defend them into submission. So I'm intrigued to see how does Michigan shoot? Because uh, sometimes when you put college teams in NBA arenas, three-point shooting can get a little funky. Uh, but obviously with Dickinson, with the ability of, of Jed Howard to drive, um, Michigan can score in a number of ways. So I'm really interested to see, um, you know, how does Rutgers, you know, look on offense? Because I don't think... I don't think the Rutgers can score high 50s, low 60s, and beat this Michigan team. Jeff Rabjohns, Peaks.com. I'm excited about Rutgers, Michigan. You're really hyping up Illinois, Penn State. But I also think Ohio State and Iowa could be a decent game uh, if Ohio State comes with the team that maybe has some talent that we thought would be a lot better than what their record has indicated this year. So across the board, just a great full day to really get things rolling in conference tournament play. I got to ask Jeff, you don't have to cover anything today. You're already in or on your way to Chicago. 
what does Rabby do? Do you just hang out uh, on press row, watch all four games? I know you, you'll be networking, you'll be getting scoop on different things. Is that what the day looks like for you? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to drive up here in a little bit because I had some things uh, to to finish up from a riding standpoint this morning. So Trevor Andershock and I are heading up to Chicago here in a few minutes. So we'll we'll watch the uh, um, probably the second half of Ohio State Iowa if we get there in time, and then watch the afternoon games. But it'll be a day of um, you know kind of kind of a, a phone day, um, staying in touch with some people, checking on some things. Obviously, grad transfer portal has already opened. Uh, the regular portal is going to open up on Monday. And uh, I get the vibe. It could be an interesting spring, my friend. Wow. Yeah, and I had said the transfer portal open. I'm glad you clarified that. It's the grad transfer portion of it only, which would match up with the situation for, help me, the guy from Harvard that's a big name already. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, Chris Ledlam from from Harvard. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's going to be a graduate, and, and I think everybody knows. You know, Ivy League schools don't allow graduate students to play. It's only undergraduate there, so he graduates. So you know, he's going to be in the portal. And um, uh, in Indiana staff did, did a really good job doing due diligence on guys who, by rule, in the Ivy League, were going to be in the transfer portal. He averaged 18.8 points, 8.5 rebounds, uh, had a 17-point game at Kansas, had some other notable games, high 20s, even had a 35-point game, Uh, 6'6", tougher kind of player, only shot uh, 29.4% from three-point range, Um, but, you know, his his number of makes averaged more than a made three per game, so there are some things that make him interesting. And, um, you know, you look at his, his, the schools that have reached out, you know, Indiana, Kentucky, UCLA, Ohio State, Nebraska, Maryland, Arkansas, go on down the list, a bunch of others. And then you also look at, you know, scholarship offers out of high school, you know, Illinois, Florida, Iowa, Georgia, Pittsburgh, Seton Hall, St. John's, Wake Forest, Xavier, uh, and a bunch of others. You know, this is, this is a guy who was a national top 150 prospect coming out of high school. And uh, he is coveted, and uh, he's going to be coveted. And, um, you know, shameless plug here, there's some details on the Pigs.com message board that I think people would find pretty interesting. But he's a guy that Indiana was uh, very aware of, uh, did its due diligence ahead of time, and was prepared when uh, he put his name in the grad transfer poll. Absolutely good stuff. Jeff Rabjohns, Pigs.com. You guys have a safe drive to Chicago, uh, thank you for the chat, and uh, look forward to some great basketball ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great march, my friend. For sure. Jeff Rabjohns, Peaks.com. You can read his work at the Peaks.com website. That's P-E-E-G-S.com. If you are a subscriber, he mentioned the discussion form. Uh, it is popping right now. There's a lot of stuff about the Hoosiers and uh, even the grad transfer from Harvard that is maybe an early possibility for the Hoosiers. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the show. We do not have a show on Friday because we have Sacred Heart 
uh, out of Louisville in the KHSAA Sweet 16. They won their opening round game a few days ago, and they'll play in the second round on Friday, and we will carry that broadcast live from Rupp Arena down in Lexington. And, of course, the boys' Sweet 16 uh, gets underway next week, and we'll cover some of that as well. So depending on how the Louisville area teams do, uh, we could be bumped off uh, for that. But obviously it's March, tons of basketball. My goodness, we have so much play-by-play on the Big X this month between IU and Purdue and Western Kentucky and high school basketball on both sides of the river. Just really hard to keep up with it all, to be quite honest. But a very, very busy month. And uh, as Jeff Rabjohn said, the best month of the year, that's for sure. That's going to wrap things up for today. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find us there. So enjoy Thursday. Soak in all this great Big Ten basketball Maybe IU fans you could actually enjoy today because I know a lot of you get worked up and it's hard probably to enjoy uh, the game as it unfolds, uh, especially if Indiana doesn't win on Friday. But enjoy it. It's going to be gone before you know it. We'll be into the NCAA tournament before you know it. And we'll be into the offseason. The final four and all of it will be over with before you know it. So take some time to enjoy it. All right, have a great Thursday. Have a great weekend. I'll be back with you Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. 